Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. This is Food for Thought, Thoughts If It Were You, and I'm your host, Neo Gentrix. Today, we're going to cover a topic that should have been covered a while back, something that's needed by everybody that, for some reason or another, we haven't developed. We're always saying we don't have enough time for this or we don't have enough time for that. So today, I'm going to cover time management skills. I mean, think about it. Have you ever wondered how it was, how it is that some people seem to have enough time to do everything that they want to do, whereas others are always rushing from task to task, never seeming to finish a dang thing? I mean, it, it, can, it can't just be that people have less to do. It's much more likely that they are using their time more effectively. In other words, showing good time management skills. And, you know, time management is the ability to, in a sense, use your time productively and efficiently. You could also think of it as a, the art of having time to do everything you need uh, without stressing about it. It sounds simple, but it's actually much harder in practice. And today I'm going to you know, cover some of the principles behind good time management for all of you lucky jets at home. So let's go ahead and talk about the importance of time management. Time management skills are essential, but because of a few, you know, few things, if any, of, you know, things that we need as far as everyday uh, tasks. All of us, if any of us, have ever, never have enough time to do everything that is asked of us, or we want to do for that matter, or that we think we do. Time management is essentially defined as using your time productively and efficiently, but what about when you're working as productively as possible and you still can't get everything done? It, then I guess the best thing would be to say it may be better to think about time management as a combination of working productively and then prioritizing your time. In this regard, you know, in other words, or rather, uh, how do I want to put this? People who are good at time management are good at getting on and doing things. They also, however, uh, are better at pro prioritizing and provisioning their time accordingly, working out what really needs to be done and then, you know, discarding the other tasks for another day. They can do this because they understand the difference between what is urgent and what is actually important. Urgent tasks demand your immediate attention, but wh whether you actually give them that attention may or not matter. Important tasks matter, and, you know, doing them may have serious consequences for you or others. So the major difference between the two of them is that while urgent tasks demand your immediate attention, important tasks are the ones that you need to have finished regardless of everything else. Okay? For example, answering the phone is urgent. If you don't do it, the caller will, will ring off and you, you won't know why they even called. And it might have actually been important. It may also, however, have been an automatic voice teller telling you that you're eligible for some compensation of or being missold insurance or uh, your debit card has fraud for some reason. That's not important anyway. Or, how about this example? You're going to the dentist regularly is important. Or, at least so we're told, but anyway. And it says, you know, they say that if you don't go, you may get gum disease or some other problems. 
is important, but see, it's not urgent. You know, if you leave it too long, though, however, it may become an urgent issue because you got a toothache or you're not taking care of your teeth. Other examples would vary, like picking your children up from school is both urgent and important. This is a priority thing. So, if you're not there at the right time, they will be waiting in the playground or in the classroom worrying where the heck you are. It may also inconvenience some of the teachers who are there waiting with your child for you to actually get there. But then on the opposite side, reading funny emails or checking Facebook is neither urgent or important. Just to give that as an example. So, why is the first thing that you know, why is that the first thing you do every day? Think about that. If you if it's not important or urgent, then it should probably be cut out of your day-to-day life. And I mean, think about it. You know, you need to recognize and avoid things that may distract you from getting your urgent and important tasks done. And being able to distinguish between the two is definitely something that a lot of people lack the ability to do. So, like I said before in the last piece, the distinction between urgent and important is the key to prioritizing your time and your workload, whether at home or at work or studying, doesn't matter. It enables you to work out what to do first and it can be either left until later or done, not done at all. So, I mean, again, an example, if you leave an urgent, ta- if you leave an urgent but important task, you may find it be- that it becomes unnecessary. Um, how do I put this? There's something called the priority matrix. It can also help you organize your tasks into appropriate categories. On the, it's a four square box, okay? Essentially there's four squares, take a box, split it into four. On the top left side, you have high important things, your actions to do first, okay? To the right of that, you have your actions to do next or schedule. On the bottom left of this box, you have the low importance things, actions to do later or delegate but yet have high urgency. On the bottom right, you have the no actions and don't do, which is the low urgency. As you can see here, the way this grid is set up, everything on the top row from left to right is considered high importance, but they're also sorted accordingly. The actions you do first have a high importance and high urgency, whereas the actions you do next or schedule have a high importance but a low urgency. At the same time, actions that you can do later or delegate have low importance but high urgency, and then the actions that you just don't do are low importancy and low urgency. This is how you set up the priority matrix, or as it's originally known, the Eisenhower matrix. Okay. To use the priority matrix though, it's best to review your tasks on a daily basis. Every day, ask yourself this question. Which of my tasks need to be done within the next 48 hours? Those are urgent tasks. Of the urgent tasks, next question, which ones are important? Keep in mind that it's a good idea to list your tasks in order of importance, rather than giving them an absolute important or not important distinction. Next, the final question to ask is, of the non-urgent tasks, which ones are more important? Again, it's a good idea to list those in order, rather than giving them an absolute distinction. Now, 
Using the answers that these questions have given you to allocate the tasks in your priority matrix boxes that you just set up, follow these specific rules. Okay? Each box should contain no more than seven or eight tasks for that section. Always start with the do sorry, always start with the do now box. Crucially and emphatically, do not do not put off urgent important tasks just because they are unpleasant. It doesn't matter whether you want to do them or not. Sort them according to when they need to be completed. They won't get any better if you procrastinate. If anything, the longer they sit there, the worse it's going to get. As Mark Twain once put it, if it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if your job is to eat two frogs, then it's best to eat the biggest one first and get it out of the way. As disgusting as that sounds, unless you really do like frogs, he makes a valid point. No one really wants to eat a frog. But if you have to eat it, eat it. But if you have to eat more than one, you're better off eating the bigger one as you'll suffer less with the smaller one. See my point? <laughs> I hope y'all do, because that was a little disturbing for me to try to explain. Let's look at the less in, uh, urgent but still important tasks. Decide what you're going to do about them, and then schedule time into your diary to do them. As you're already aware, your uh, your planner. It's definitely something you want to keep in mind, so that it'll make it a lot easier to do and delegate things when you need them. So first things first, you need to also delegate the urgent but easier and less important tasks, things that will divide up your attention unnecessarily. Now, once you've done that though, eliminate the non-urgent and non-important tasks. They can be done later at another time, but they don't have to be done now. And then finally, do the actual work. I don't know how much I can stress that one enough. Start your do now list. When you finish it, move on to the schedule work or tasks that you already have set aside for when those were finished. If there are any more tasks that you need to manage in any quadrant, it's you know it's time to one do some of those, then or delegate some of those, or just eliminate some of them because you probably have too many or you didn't sort them accordingly. Regular pruning of your matrix is a way to ensure that you can focus on what really matters and keep your workflow flowing, <laughs> in a manner of speaking. Essentially, it's this. An individual's judgment on, on the very tasks that they have are important. Essentially, it's the urgency and or importance of a task that's not so absolute. Okay? Unless you're one of those people who don't believe in absolutes. Only you can decide what you really think is important or urgent. Now, you can ask other people to help you with this, but they're probably going to ask you a bunch of questions to which you'll probably feel uncomfortable answering, but you will be able to decipher eventually between the urgent, the non-urgent, between the important, non-important, and tasks that just don't matter to start with. Some people, for example, prefer to wait until they're asked a second time for a piece of work before they actually start doing it. If they never are asked again, then they never start the work. They simply decide that it's not important enough to anybody for them to even spend the time or effort. This is actually... 
<laughs> this is actually bad training because you really shouldn't do that. If, if someone asks you to do it, just do it. It doesn't matter if it's important then, it may be important later. As long as the task is done, you know, it's one less thing for you to worry about. And on another note, if it's already done, then the next time someone asks you for it, you can just hand it to them and move on with your life. You don't have to stop to care. Remember. Remember, too, that you and your health are also important, and just because you have a lot to do doesn't mean that doing some exercise, going for a 10-minute walk, or making time to eat properly is not important. You should not ignore your physical or mental health in favor of more urgent activities. Now, granted, I say this, but there are times where it can't be helped, okay? That said, though, if you have to use the bathroom, and you've already waited four or five hours, just go find a place if you're out in the middle of nowhere like say a truck driver find a bowl find a pot pull your truck over where nobody can see you and just take a dump in the nearest bush doesn't matter where okay that is not something you should be doing and i'm speaking from experience i'm not a truck driver but i do drive you know for a transportation company and in my in one of my in my spare time and I sometimes find myself going six or seven hours without using the bathroom, and I have to pull over, okay? Or I have to go home. Now, before I go any further, there is a warning I have for you. Urgency and or importance is not a fixed status. You should review your task list regularly to make sure that nothing should be moved up because it has become more urgent or important, okay? Just because it's changed in its urgency or importance does not mean it gets bumped ahead of everything else. Always complete your tasks in the order specified, whether by you or someone else. Never change the order. The only time this applies is if a task is simple enough that it can be done in less than five minutes, in which case you can just mark it off. important uh, task continue to get bumped down the list by more urgent more importance hat well first consider whether it's genuinely important and if it actually needs to be done at all have you been telling yourself that you ought to do it though or do you really need to do it consider that I mean if it's really important then delegate it make sure that you know, it gets done, but don't put yourself in a situation where completing any of those tasks or that task at all becomes nearly impossible. Okay? In a case study on a win-win situation from delegating, uh, I'm going to read something here. I can't. Let's see. Jenny was the leader of a busy, highly reactive team with constant urgent demands on her time. Okay. She knew that she needed to think about the long-term strategies for her team, but it was very hard to set aside the time. In a development discussion, though, Sarah, one of her teams, expressed her desire to do uh, some more strategic work to build up her skills, and Jenny saw an opportunity for both of them and offered Sarah the opportunity to map out the strategy for the team. Sarah jumped at the chance and produced a carefully considered plan, which was a great foundation 
for further work. Now what happened here? Ask yourself this, what just happened? First off, Jenny is the leader of this entire group, so she's the one who's in charge of almost everything that they do, and come up with, coming up with long-term strategies, plans, and analysis for the team and everything that they have to do. But she knows her time is limited, she knows she can only do so much, so immediately her first task was to assign one of her team members, someone who had a high desire to do something and to help, the task, based off of her skills, to come up with a plan that they could use. She delegated her work, but she had delegated it according to the person's skills and to who she thought would be better equipped to come up with a solution. Keep this in mind when you go about delegating whatever tasks that you have, as you never know when or where or if someone else may be able to help you complete it. Which brings me to the next thing, personal versus professional. There is a balance between personal and professional priorities, and there are two ways to manage this. One, include both in the matrix. You have your advantages, your personal items do not get lost. The disadvantages, though, will be that you need to find a balance between work and personal items, which seems to be the main issue here. Second, you can separate them into two different matrices, allow separate time slots for dealing with each. The advantages of this means that you can deal with both with a realistic view about their urgencies. However, the disadvantages can get quite complicated. Let's actually, you know what, let's just not go into that. But it's really up to you to choose. I mean, the key is to make it work for you and to not run yourself into the ground. I mean, you're a human being, not a dung beetle. So. Let's go into further principles of good time management, now that we got that out of the way. Okay, the priority matrix is there, uh, therefore it's a key to prioritizing your workload. However, time management is more than just prioritization, it's also the being able to work more productively. And there are a number of other ways in which you can improve your efficiency and productivity. First things first, keeping tidy. I don't think I really need to explain this one, but I'll do it for those who need it. For some of us, clutter can be a real distraction and genuinely depressing. Tidying up can improve both your self-esteem and motivation, and you will also find it easier to stay on top of things if your workspace is tidy and you keep your systems up to date. With that being said, here's your tidying up, here's your cleaning up tip for the day. Okay. Create three piles of your stuff, the keep, the giveaway, and the throwaways keep if you need to keep it for your records or do something with it. If it needs to, an action, add it to your task uh, list that you have before. The second pile will be the giveaway. If you don't want it anymore, give it to someone who might be able to use it, or it, or it is um, its work that can, should be delegated to someone else in general. And then last, your throwaway recycle pile for things that have no value to you or anyone else. Why is this important? It reduces the workload on you, and it makes it easier to move around in your own stuff. And for one, it just makes you feel better as a person. The next thing you should do is use the aid to-do list. Okay. 
whether you're electronic or paperless, doesn't matter who you are. If you want to save the environment, use an electronic one. There are good ways to, you know, remember what you got to do and see it at a glance what you've forgotten. Okay? I don't have an electronic list. I have an electronic list and I have a paper list. I have both just in case. I even have a whiteboard to write down tasks that are highly important to me that I forget. But consider highlighting the most important things in some way. And remember to take things off your list when they're complete and no longer need doing. Then pick a moment. All of us have times of the day when we work better. It's best to schedule the different tasks for those times. However, you also need to schedule things that need doing at particular times, like meetings or a trip, you know, to the post office or to the store. Another useful option is to have a list of important but non-urgent tasks that can be done in that odd 10-minute meeting time or might be ideal time to send the email confirming your holiday date, something of that nature. Like, utilize your time to the fullest, but at the same time, don't make yourself so busy you're not able to pay attention to what's going on around you. If you're sitting in a meeting listening to someone attentively, but you're allowed to be on your tablet, if you can complete some of the side tasks while you're listening and completing the task at the same time, then do it. If you can't do it, I'd recommend against this as all it's going to do is create more problems for you. Okay? Next, next, next. Don't procrastinate. But do ask why you're tempted. These are the questions that I people need to ask. If a task is genuinely important or urgent, get it on with it. Don't just sit there staring at it. If you're procrastinating, there's probably a motivation issue here. Or something else is getting in the way. That's why you should ask, why are, why are you tempted to procrastinate in the first place? Think about it. If, however, you find yourself making excuses about not doing something, or ask yourself, why? Why am I not doing this? You know, you may be doubtful about whether you should be doing the task at all, perhaps you're concerned about the ethics, or you don't think it's even the best option. If so, you may need to find others to help you. And if others agree with you on the same topic, then talk it over with your colleagues, or your manager, family, or if you're at work, you know, your co-workers, somebody. See if there's an alternate way that might be better to help you get that task done. And then... Don't try to multitask if you can't, okay? People generally aren't good at multitasking because it takes our brains time to refocus on something that you need to do. Some people can multitask, but there's a limit to the amount of tasks that they can do. In my case, the most I can do is three things. That's my limit at the moment, okay? It's much better to finish off one job, though, before moving on to another. And if you do have a lot of stuff or a lot of different tasks to do, again, Try to group them together, do similar tasks consecutively, or just delegate, okay? An example of multitasking where it's okay, though, just for those who who probably want to know when's it okay to do this, an example of this would be like cooking. When you're cooking, you have to focus on a single task, but you have to multitask at the same time, as a lot of ingredients either have to be done or prepped all at once, but or put into a pot all at once. You gotta remember in which order, while stirring or mixing just to give a few.
right, everybody, we're going to go ahead and close this out. Um, it's been a long podcast. I, I do apologize for that. But I just wanted you to understand the importance of time management and how it can affect your everyday life. There is so much that goes into it and a lot of things that people don't consider. You know, it's food for thought. Huh, fun that people should probably stop to look at. Whether you're at home, whether you're at work, it doesn't matter. The important thing is to stay calm and keep things into perspective. Okay, perhaps the most important thing to remember is staying calm and feeling overwhelmed by too many tasks can be very stressful. And if you live in a high stress environment, like I do, then you have to remember to find that balance and give yourself a time to relax. Remember that the world will probably not end if you fail to achieve your task or your last task of that day. Leave it until tomorrow, especially if you have priorities or prioritized sensibilities that are set up accordingly, okay? Going home or getting an early night so that you can feel fit for tomorrow. Maybe way better an option than meeting a self-imposed external deadline that may not even matter or run you to the ground or make you fall out or have a seizure or nearly die in a car accident because you're exhausted. I know that was a bit overly dramatic, but I mean, it drives the point home. I live in Texas, preferably, most often, uh, Houston, and a lot of the people here drive a little uh, crazy. So, knowing this, and having lived this already, driving through the city exhausted and barely able to focus is a bad thing. I have to often have to remind myself. You know, you are not God, you're not invincible, you have to take a break. So, if I have to take a break, then so do you. Everybody does. Even the president has to sleep. You know, take a moment to pause, get your life and priorities into perspective, and you may find that the view changes quite substantially for you, and that everything just kind of falls into place. With that being said, a topic for a future discussion in, in my podcast I'm really looking forward to doing is the work-life balance. So there's something for you guys to look forward to. We've got more coming soon. Hope you all have a great rest of your day. I thank you guys for listening. This has been Food for Thought, Thoughts If It Were You, and I'm your host, Nia Gentrix. Have a great day.